when I first heard Stakes is high. I was Stakes is high. You know them stakes is high. We talking about them. Stakes is high. Y'all know them stakes is high. When we dealing with them. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast, having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones. What up, TC? What's going on, man? What's happening, brother? Uh, not much, you know. Same old, same old. How's it going your way? Uh, man, bless more than I should be, you know? I, f- I feel it. Hey, bro, we got a we, uh, weather report. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no. Hey, Thursday, we, we got that 70, boy. <laughs> It's gonna be seventy there. Yeah, man. Yo, what? We we Come get sixties. We ain't gonna make. We ain't making it to seventy though. Yeah, man. I was excited to even talk about it today because I'm ready to get rid of this cold. But it's gonna be seventy, and then it's gonna get back cold. So. Yeah. It's yeah. Gonna, it's getting a little glimpse, a little glimpse of the, of the sunshine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So, but yeah, man. How's Chicago? Everything good? Oh yeah, everything's everything's wonderful, man. Um, you know, I'll be uh, bouncing around this weekend. Uh, St. Uh, Patty's is com- this coming up weekend, so I'll be downtown uh, Saturday and Sunday, trying to, you know, have myself a good time. I wanted to actually get down to see the uh, uh, the the river dying ceremony. I've never seen it actually happen. I've only just you know seen the Green River River, but I never seen you know when they do it. It's like a whole event, so. I'm trying to get down there uh, and see that, man. Just just on some tourist type, you know. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Should be cool. a good weekend. Cool, man. That's what's up, brother. Yeah. They're going to do that. Here in Indianapolis, they're going to do the uh, canal green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> it's different to Chicago. Hey, for man. Sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, That's man. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, we'll see, man. I'll uh, you gotta keep us posted on the next episode. And let us know how it went for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, I'll be seeing Paco this weekend, man. So shout out to Paco over in Cleveland. I'm going with the Knights, man. So to be continued. I'm not gonna talk about it too much. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know how it is when after this weekend goes. I'm sure it's gonna be. Uh, Niggerish is what I should say. <laughs> oh, oh man, you still gotta have that uh, episode. You gotta do the one with the with the infamous word. You know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, man. That, I'm but, sorry uh, to my white. I'm sorry to my white listeners. I love the word nigga, and we're going to explain it in a later episode. So hopefully it doesn't offend you that I say nigga, but I'm going to explain why I say it and why I'm okay with saying it. No, you cannot say it. So we're gonna talk, <laughs> we're gonna talk about that, man. Um, but anyway, man, let's get started with this episode. Before we get introduce our guests, where can they find us, brother? At Stakes is High Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, please shoot us an email at StakesIsHighPod at gmail.com. Cheer! Yeah, Cheer. man. Y'all hit us up, man. Um, we are, uh, oh, this is our second episode uh, for Women's History uh, Women's History Month. So shout out to the women mm-hmm. 
And like you guys know, we plan on having um, every episode this month, we're going to have women out here doing powerful things and making, you know, making moves in, in our, you know, uh, in the culture, in the city, or wherever. So, you know, shout out to Women's History Month. Do something for a woman this week, this month. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Our guest, uh, I, I will introduce our guest. Our, our guest I've known for years, like, damn, high school before high school yeah we've known for years uh from the from my city you know shout out to marion um i love when i have my people on from from the city man because i love seeing my people from my city our city is a struggling city so i love when i see my people from my city doing positive things and it's dope that we have uh such a small community and we are able to uh have yeah hold on one sec tc yeah, yeah, how you doing, man? This is Therese. I'm the bellman in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike told me I could come in as long as it wasn't being used. Oh, all right. Yeah, doing yeah. Huh? Oh, I didn't realize you were doing something here. Like, yeah. I have light sensitivity, so every time I walk forward. Oh, uh, okay, okay, so okay. So I was like, I'm going to turn off the light. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah, it won't be long, man. We'll, uh, about an hour. Thanks, man. All right, all right. <laughs> Damn. It's the dude, man. He's, sorry, sorry. I'm keeping that, too. Yeah, I'm keeping that. Oh my God, dog! But, but I, nah, but I want to. I want to tell people what, what what I just what's going on here when I record here at the Marriott. Uh, there is a blind manager here. He serves yeah. in the restaurant. He is like I guess he said just now. What happened is he could he has some peripheral like he's seen the light, but he is like. Like walking stick blind, man. Like straight daredevil, mm-hmm. and he dare he carried. I saw him. Hey, you stupid! I said the same. Because he lo, he low key looks like um, I can't think of the actor name. But I, I saw him when I came in to record last time. I saw him then. And I was yeah. like, yo, he work here? And I saw him like going to back and everything. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, he, he, he out here working, man. man Just, he he serves tables. He he does it all, man. Like completely blind with a walking stick. He has a walking stick, man. And, and he has the 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 tray in his other hand, like straight up. So, yeah. hey man, shout like out he to knew him. The, he knew his like uh, whole route and everything. Cause he like came from some back room, walked along where we record at, <laughs> and then like walked over there by like behind the bar. Yeah, but like yeah. didn't touch anything. Like the stick didn't touch anything. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. tapped the ground. But I'm like, man, how did he know like to go right? Yeah, it was it's wild. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, yeah he straight dope. straight killing it. Yeah, so. But anyway, yeah. back to my people from my city, man, <laughs> doing positive things, man. You know, um, you know, there's more to Zebo coming out of our city, man. We got some powerful people doing, you know, great things in my city. And this next person, I've known her, like I said, for man, Northgate. Yeah, Northgate years. Like, <laughs> and how long has that been? Like, like elementary. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So, um, I, I consider this person a friend. We've we've we have mutual friends. We have mutual family. Everything, man. Uh, I shouldn't say mutual family. We have family, you know. But anyway, um, this person's doing great things. I'm excited to talk about what she has going on uh, in her professional career and personal. Um, beautiful, intelligent, Christy. What's happening? Hey, what's up? What's going on? Not that much. Hey, shout out to your sister Kim. Kim told me a long time ago, you need to have my sister on. <laughs> so I told I was, her I was coming. She said, about time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, man. What's going on? How you doing? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Uh, when's the last time? You, what's the last time you've been home? Oh, I just went home Sunday. Oh, did you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
when you ride in our city is how you feel it's very different it feels very gray yeah like everything yeah. has lost its color it's sad and it? it's very sad it's sad it's sad it used to like you said it's like it's a black and white movie when yeah. you're driving that joint man pray for our city <laughs> absolutely um yeah sounds so. like gary yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, I don't know if it's as bad as Gary. He's but. stupid. He's stupid. I was just saying because that's that's the feeling I get, man. Like yeah. uh, you know, so many busy. I mean, boarded up, shut down. I mean, I've never been to Marion, but uh, the way same you, the picture you just painted, you know, what I mean, it's just got the same vibe. You know, it's just it's just, it's, it's nothing like what I remember. You know, growing up. Yeah, man, that's the same thing, man. It's uh, and, and we and we suffer from the same thing. Gary is suffering from, you know, the loss of the industry or the industrial uh, work has left. So just like Gary Marion was basically, it was the fuel to our economy was the industrial. So it, it's 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 bad, man. Drugs and heroin and all that kind of stuff. So, but anyway, man, let's play some happy music and get out of here with that with that kind of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Christy, man, thank you for coming on. I, I'm, I'm excited, uh, you know, to talk about your ventures and your professional and all that good stuff. Thank so, you for having me. For sure, for sure. All right, so this idiot of the week is going to be very relatable to you. You're going to be able to probably talk a lot about this, and you're going to be able to relate. Um, but let's get to this idiot of the week. I'm an idiot. All right, so our idiot of the week, we are going to talk about TC's boy. No, uh, well, I gotta be my boy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, no nah, man, we're gonna talk about um, Trump. Um, oh. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. You oh, sound okay. like you uh, you ducked out a little bit at first. Ah, uh, yeah, my bad, man. I hit the I hit the button. Uh, we're gonna talk about Donald Trump, man. Uh, Trump. Well, we could just talk about totally uh, the Trump administration, and they just um, did the budget and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but with this, with the Trump administration, they propose a seven point one billion funding decrease to education education department. Um, Christy, you could tell us what you do for a living. I'm an assistant principal at a school here in Indianapolis. And I really was motivated about okay. this because I uh, I read that and then I seen that you had commented on it. I was like, oh, perfect. This could be our idiot. You know what I mean? So right. um, I'm going to read what you said. So this this is we're going to read more into it. But this is what Christy wrote. She put, this is ridiculous. They are trying to kill us. In my opinion, the educational system impacts everything. Uh, we are good to have, we are good to have, we are going to have to build and operate our own schools if we want our children to have a solid education and future. Hashtag my obligations. Hashtag schools. It, uh, for us, by us, yep. uh, Fubu. <laughs> Fubu schools, <laughs> Fubu schools, <laughs> and the last hashtag is uh, the new segregation. Um, so let's talk about this bill a little bit, right? Um, I have what is the lady's name that is uh, what's her name, Christy? Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos. Yeah. yeah. 
and Bessie DeVoe in the past has been known to support major wants to fund private school and charter schools. And uh, some of the things that's going to be cut in this um, in this bill, let me pull it. You got to pull up right there, Christy. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So in the bill, they talked about um, they proposed to eliminate 29 programs, including after school and summer programs for students in high poverty areas, among other things. And they also proposed to give. Um, yes. Or increase the budget by sixty million for charter school programs. Um, they also request to um, put seven hundred million aside for school safety measures. So, I mean, if there is one good thing to say, at least they're doing that. Safety, yeah, <laughs> but they're but they're but they're going to mm-hmm. take away from the take away from the uh, public school system. Still, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can High also poverty areas. Yeah, exactly. Trash the after school programs. And what are these kids going to do then? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but before we go there, you told me earlier that you worked for a charter school. And tell me. Go ahead. Yes. I um, Formerly, I worked for a charter school here in Indianapolis. Um, our management company is based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is where Betsy DeVos is from. Mm-hmm. Her family owns like a lot of stuff yeah, downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I will say that I'm I'm not one of those people that's against charter schools, but what I am against is taking away from yes. public schools and giving to charter schools. Yes, I yes. definitely feel like educating kids by any means necessary. So if that's through a charter school and that's a good fit for some kids, mm-hmm. then great. But I know that it's not a great fit for all kids. Right. And so I don't believe about uh, in taking away, especially from high poverty areas where they experience so much already to give to yes. charters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think. So here's the thing. The budget proposal is a, it's a proposal. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are most mm-hmm. definitely going to they're going to they're going to vote it down. But just for conversation piece, I'm like. Let's talk about this because this is what these, you know, let's put it like this. Let's keep it real. If the Republicans ran the House, this probably would get passed. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this is this is not too far off. Like, you know, this could have happened. You know what I mean? Right. Um, One of the things that I said that it was um, the educational secretary. Well, let me see. One of the things I put uh, it was from. Let me pull this up real quick. It was from, man, let me see. Oh, um, I'm going to say the uh, the American Federation of Teachers president, Randy uh, Weingartner, uh, he issued a statement. Uh, he said, rather than increase funding for kids for special needs, oh, because they did take away from the special needs program, too. Uh, that's what the proposal was. Mm-hmm. So he says, rather than increase funding for kids with special needs or for those who live below the poverty line in both rural and urban America or addressing the issue raised in their own safety report, DeVoe once again seeks to divert funding from the private purpose for private purposes in the name of choice. Weingarten said. Weingarten said. Yeah, man. Um, I'm glad they're going to basically... You know, take down this this uh, proposal. Uh, you can't take you can't take any more from you know these public school systems. You know they are already under budget and, l- and lack of resources. Absolutely. You know what I mean? 
you just told me that you got your, your 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 school just got yeah we just received our budget for next school year and it's gotten cut even more um so while we, we we don't already don't have enough to provide students with what they need and what they deserve we gotta now make more cuts um it's unfortunate yeah man yeah what's wrong with this dude man i have no idea he wanna he know. he he doing these cuts, man, so he can get some money to build the wall. He's a clown. But even with clown. that, man, yeah, he's, and that's I, what he's trying I, to do. He's trying to yeah. save money elsewhere <laughs> exactly. so he can fund this wall, man. But in his it's current, like, come on, yeah, man. And in his current proposal, before before he took office, and this is not trying to get too political, but before he took office, he was talking about you know the Obama budget and how much money they you know are are causing is causing the economy. This dude has doubled it. This dude, and even with this proposal, they're saying this is going to take us like, like years and years in debt. So this dude wants to offer like seven hundred and fifty billion dollars to our defense. He wants to add like eight point six billion to this wall. You know what I mean? They're just saying like this dude is you know tripling our you know our debt that we have here. So. Yeah, man, this dude is dangerous, man. I mean, you know, I don't want to keep talking about him every episode we could, but now you're affecting this education. Mm-hmm. You don't mess Which with that. Which will impact us in the future. For sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Because if these kids don't have an after-school program, what are they going to do? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you're cutting all these things, because everybody, you know, when it comes down to charter and also, like, private school, you know, that's what that's where your girl wants to go to. But... Like you said, I'm not against it, but don't cut out the po- the public school system. Right. Either, you know, the mean? unfortunate thing is everybody can't access schools like that because of transfer transportation yes. or, you know, whatever. So it's just unfortunate that they can't fund everybody and give everybody what they need. Yeah, man. You got to You can't you gotta, can't mess with these kids, man. Yeah, man. So Trump administration. I think we can all comfortably say that it is he's going to be they're going to be the idiot of the week. Can we agree there? Anything oh, else you sure. anything else you see in there TC that you that you like amazed by? I mean, nah, I mean, I mean that covers it. I mean, you know, we you know, we covered it all. I mean, it's, it's just just poor, man. Just poor poor planning, poor execution, poor leadership, man, just all around. It's idiot, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, they said they uh, health uh, service grants, something. Man, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, let's let's keep it moving. It's, I'm surprised. I, 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 I just can't see how you touching this education, man. You can't do that. And I, I read somewhere else this uh, um, shout out to uh, Dr. Hampton um, has been on the show. He put uh, so the United States uh the United States in the world is 29th in math, 22nd in science, 20th in reading, 4th in labor force, 2nd in depression, India number one, 1st one, in incarceration, and there's a proposal to cut funding in education. Sad, man. Absolutely sad. Yeah. That's why I said we need FUBU schools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, FUBU schools is funny. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, anyway, let's get off this sad subject, man. That is our idiot of the week. Let's get to this main event. 
right. So we are here at our main event, and I am excited to hear Christy and what she has going on. Um, and you know some of the some of the things, especially this book. I'm ready to hear about that. And, <laughs> you know, go from there. But before we get started, um, you know, what motivated what motivated you to get into education? I don't know if you remember at Marion High School, Mr. Bryce, the math teacher. Nah, He's really yeah. tall. He had that really small car. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of car it was, but I, I had Mr. Bryce for math, but. Prior to having him for math at the high school, um, I remember him coming over to Francis Slocum Elementary when I was in fourth grade. He came to our classroom and did a math lesson with us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he really sparked my love for math. And I've always loved education. My sisters, we used to play school. My sister, Carrie, my older sister, used to come home and teach us what she learned at school. Uh, Kim would be playing, and I would be right there (laughs) trying to learn everything. That she was trying to teach us. So. Let me tell you something. I really thought Kim was really going to be a professional comedian. She, <laughs> she is not that funny. <laughs> She's hilarious. Don't yo. give her that much credit. She is not that funny. What up, Kim? <laughs> but my grandmother, she was in education. Um, and so, and my uncle, my uncle Robert, my yeah. mom's mother, um, and my dad's brother, Robert Jones. <laughs> the oh, two of them had a lot to do with, you know nurturing that love of education yeah, in me yeah. and so that's what i decided i wanted to do that's what's up man um let me tell you well first of all let me tell you guys something when you were at lawrence north lawrence north you paid for a ticket i owe you 10 bucks yeah <laughs> tell me more <laughs> This is totally all sudden. I just remember I said, I'm going to bring this up. But there was a game when Lawrence North was real good back when they had Greg Oden was there. Greg Oden and uh-huh. uh, Mike, Con- yeah, Mike Conley, Conley uh-huh. Mike Conley Jr. And we were supposed to go to, uh, me and Winston were supposed to come to a game. And you were like, yo, I got tickets because their games used to be packed. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, I can't remember why I couldn't come. So I owe you $10 from like damn near how long? That's been. Yeah, that was like right? 04, 05 school year. <laughs> yeah, my very first year of teaching. <laughs> I owe you, I owe you uh, $10. I but, um, don't even remember that. <laughs> but um, going back to it, so you got into education. Um, and, you know, like if you hear about a lot about education now, a lot of people are getting out of it um, for multiple reasons. And if you look at I've, I've read somewhere that. Um, people majoring in education and like the numbers are going down and they can't find enough teachers to fulfill the positions and stuff like that Um, what made you what made you continue to have that passion or what what kept you you know in the in the educational field and everything like that I ask myself that question every day (laughs) (laughs) oh man <laughs> no, but really, I guess it has to be just. I have, I mean, my love for education yeah. and my understanding of the importance of education. Yeah. Um, I really don't know what's kept me going because they don't pay well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, nowadays, I feel like, and I sound like an old person nowadays. Yeah. Um, but back in my day, <laughs> exactly. Like it's, it's kids are different. Mm, um, very mm. disrespectful. They, I remember when I was a kid, we were taught 
that we were we, we we respect adults whether we have a relationship with them or not and now students it's like you got to build that relationship earn their trust before they even will give you that respect and so it, it's very difficult it's very difficult but it's also very rewarding as well mm. and so when you have kids who come back and and tell you stories or or tell you how much you've uh, made an impact on their life I think that's what really keeps me going back every year. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess that was going to be kind of like my next question. What are some of the struggles? Because some of the things that I read, I, I guess a lot of teachers are losing motivation. Not not only, I mean, the idiot we just read. Look Absolutely. at that right there. They're not getting funding and mm-hmm. not having resources. You know what I'm saying? And our president is trying to say, hey, we're going to take more mm-hmm. and take more and take more. But um, one of the things I read is like you're not having the freedom to teach. You're having to teach them to take a test now. Is that kind of like, you know, what are some of the, the struggles that you have as a teacher that, you know what I mean? Yeah, it depends. on. It's all about perspective. Um, I know a lot of people feel like they have to teach to the test, but I definitely believe there's a way of, of doing it, but also making sure the kids receive a well-rounded education. Um, mostly it's just the, the lack of funding. Gotcha. The lack of funding, not paying teachers well enough. So rather than, um, you know, enduring all of this stress every day, like, you know, if you're getting paid a, a nice amount of money, then that kind of makes it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when I first graduated from um, Indiana Wesleyan and I was looking for a job um, in Marion because I wanted to stay in Marion. I had a heart for Marion back then. I still have a heart for them, but um, I'm not sure I would go back for a couple reasons. But um, when I first was looking for a job, so, you know, I had Brittany when I was in high school. And so I received um, government assistance while I was in college. And I still would have qualified for government assistance as a teacher Mm. had I stayed in Marion. I believe the starting pay for a teacher in Marion at that time was like 26,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. Like Brittany almost made that last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While she was in college. Yeah, I think it's up now, but I don't think it's too, you know, I think it's maybe 32. Uh starting pay, I don't know what it is in Marion. That's what I'm talking about in Marion. Right. In Marion. Yeah, Probably Marion. so. Yeah. Right around yeah. in between that and 36 or something. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just that's and a tough. lot of people they're always like, Well, you get summers off and y'all get weekends off and this, that and whatever, but you really don't understand what a yeah. teacher has to do unless you're a teacher. Yeah. I know a couple of teachers that's making, you know, high fifties and the sixties and stuff like that. But with so I think with a lot of people, so a lot of people would be like, Yo, that's good money to me. But what people don't understand the time that you have so if you look at time that, that you have to dedicate to your job versus what you get paid. I think that's when the conversation comes. Absolutely. We don't get paid enough. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Because like the average person just hears 60,000. They're going to be like, oh, I'm cool on that. You know what I mean? Right. But when you bring stuff home, working on weekends, got to go sit. You know what I mean? That's that's where. And when you've paid that much to get an education, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, you can't even pay yeah. your student loans. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um. How long were you in the classroom? Because you said you're an assistant principal now. How long were you in the classroom? Yes, I was in the classroom about eight or nine years. So I started off um, at Lawrence North, taught there for a year. 
and then went over to North Central, and I was there for eight years. And then I moved into administration. Okay. Okay. Now that's where the money come in. Now you're talking about money. <laughs> you think? <laughs> no. <laughs> Look. No, the money, you only get money for that if you're the principal. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's more problems being in, in administration. I mean, I feel like um, my mom was a principal of a charter school in Gary. And um, she she was started as a secretary and then, you know, became a teacher and then uh, principal. But, um, yeah, as she said, you know, once she moved up to principal, it's just more parents and more more so the parents to deal with than the, than the kids uh that was that's what became you know her biggest uh challenge with dealing with mm-hmm. parents because it's, it's a lot of times it's not necessarily the kids you know and it's uh it's things that the parents are not doing or uh they're coming coming up to the school and doing so yeah mm-hmm. that that was yeah that was her her uh experience she's retired now so she she cool she chilling now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she, she probably yeah. man she probably she probably couldn't work with these kids today. You probably be like, yeah, man. yeah I'd be like, man, I want to whoop it's that little different. boy ass. I want to give him a whooping. You know, yeah. What I mean? Can we bring paddling back? <laughs> <laughs> my, my my mom, man, when she was a teacher, it was the age when you know you can get paddles in school and whatnot. I used to get paddles in school, and I remember uh, when I was in sixth grade, she was teaching sixth grade, and so like when I would get off of the bus. Uh, from my school, I would just go up to her school, you know, and then, um, you know, ride home with her. And it's been so many times I would see her, you know, taking kids out in the hallway, giving them power. They need to bring that back if you want, want to be honest. You know, I bet you some of these kids would, would straighten up, man, if they knew they were getting paddled, you know, if they was cutting up. Yeah, you know it's not against the law. <laughs> the law says man. that we can do that, but you man, know, with all these trying to get all them laws, boy, yeah, exactly. Like, sue you in a man, minute. Sue you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know. I feel like it, I feel like it's so strict in schools, man. It's like I, I don't know, and this could have changed, but I remember mm, it might have been maybe two years ago or so where it was some fight in India, and a, and a teacher got in trouble tech. for that was, it, that was tech. a tech. For yeah. breaking up the fight, and it's like you touch the kid, and it's like, yeah, it's like, all right, I can't even touch the kid to break up a fight, you know. So that's just odd knowing that it's not illegal to paddle, but it's like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm getting reprimanded or possibly losing a job for breaking up a fight or disruption. This is wild, yeah, man. I think it was something about like they didn't want teachers getting hurt and going off on. Um, workman's comp or something like that because you're trying to break up a fight anything can happen so they was like hey y'all just don't touch them let security get them but like you said TC that's nuts man if I see two kids fighting yeah, y'all break it up <laughs> yeah you gotta wait for security to get there security on the other side of the school he chilling, how about, in, the, he chilling in the gym right. <laughs> you know it's like how about security ain't in the building <laughs> right. and when you call they say it's gonna be a minute yeah now these see? kids just beating each other up yeah <laughs> right right come on man yeah. hey this dude in marion boy they had this mug on tape man this mug came it was a <laughs> this mug was a i think he's the football coach one of the football coaches these two kids was fighting Weight training man fight. that mug was that mug straight did them mugs tossed like him. he tossed them like a wwe move bro it was Are crazy I bet you man. they won't fight again. <laughs> yeah. you know? Man, they suspended dude too. I'm like, man, y'all tripping. Everybody was like, nah, don't suspend them. Them kids needed that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, he was he telling them, like, he was yelling. He was like, hey, y'all chill. Y'all better not fight. Y'all better. That mother came down them stairs and was like, 
he couldn't wait to do that move. He was like, I had that in a tuck. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say he was a bit aggressive. Yeah, hey. And that's the thing. Everybody doesn't, everybody's heart isn't in the right place. Yeah, yeah. So as a parent, I'm not sure I would trust somebody paddling my kid because yeah yeah you the know the way teachers have grudges on kids and stuff like that sometimes i was going to say i agree with tc's mom adults those are the hardest people to deal with not just yeah. the parents but the teachers as well yeah because i think like mm. with you like i don't know if i would be okay with tyson getting paddled because hey just call me exactly and i'll deal with it um but here's the problem with like paddling kids I think parents and teachers and uh, principals were all on the same page mm-hmm. back in the day. You know, yeah, you can I used to be agree. able yeah. to like your neighbor can be like, hey, y'all sit down before, you know, like exactly. your, your neighbor right. can, you know, correct you publicly or whatever. Now, you know what I mean? They, they, they don't even, you know, these parents aren't correcting their kids themselves right. or will have go crazy exactly. if somebody else corrected them. So right. I think that's where that's the difference. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. But nah, man, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I would have have a principal paddling my kid. Yeah, nah, I, as a, as an administrator, I wouldn't want to have to really do that. Hey, TC, you put one of them little kids in a cut and where they is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, and you know what's funny? This is this is the funny part of it. So it was this teacher. Uh, I think I want to say his name was Mister. I think it was Mister Jones actually. Um, I could be wrong, but anyway. She, whenever there was a student that like would really upset her, and or and she didn't have the strength to deal with him, she would send him to Mr. Jones because he like paddled hard. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he was like the enforcer. This, this mind you, this is me like in sixth grade when she should send kids to him. Fast forward to me being at you know Alpha Regional uh, Conference. And guess who in the hall? <laughs> Mr. Hell Jones. Nah. So I'm alpha. like, bro, I'm like, it makes sense now. It all <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> it all made sense, bro. It, it's, it was so crazy. I I ran up on him. I was like, yo, you remember me? I'm Miss, Miss Pickett's son. Da, da, da. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. That, you know, we talked and everything. I even told him. I was like, now I, I understand why my mom used to send it. And he just started laughing. He, I was like, that's wild. That's <laughs> cr- but that's like- real. That mother be like, I've been, I've been AKA paddling since college. <laughs> man, for real. Like, That's nothing. He, he, he knew what's That's up. Hilarious. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> Straight up. Hazing them kids, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Must go to college and get some wood. They be like, this ain't nothing. Mr. Jones. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Mr. Jones. You made this right. so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so Christy, what do you think, uh, so you see our our state of education right now, like if you was like, if they said Trump called you right now and he was like, yo, Christy, um, I need you to fix education, the public system. I need you to fix the public school system. Tell me what you can do. Tell me what I can do to fix this. Well, I don't want to give all my secrets away, oh, but okay. <laughs> I need look. Fubu school, cost. baby. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but I really do believe that it's. Everybody says, and it sounds like cliche, but it does really start at home. Um, and just when I think about being a single parent and how stressful that was, and you know, having to go, I was going to school, I was working, plus trying to be an active participant in my daughter's life. Like, that's really stressful. 
And right, so right. parents deal with a lot. And some of them um, come from generational poverty. So mm. they don't know what they don't know. Yeah, yeah. That Some of them had bad experiences in school themselves. And mm. so when they come to the school, they're reacting based off of their experience mm. back then as well. So to me, I feel like, so I actually have a non-for-profit. It's called Spirit of the Village. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned... Um, Back in the day when somebody on the street could say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that or whatever. Um, Ain't you Miss Jones' son or Miss Jones' grandson? You know, Miss Owens be always (laughs) called out, you know, don't make me call Miss Jones. I know your grandma. (laughs) Exactly. Uh (laughs) Um, So I really feel like not having that village um, has really impacted education. And so I'm saying that because my non-for-profit is called Spirit of the Village. And the point of it is to help parents become stronger support systems for their kids. Because there's research that shows that when a student has a strong support system, they're more likely to be successful in school. Mm. And so at school, we're, you know, trying to do all these things with the kids. But then we send them home um, for the weekend or over the summer and they come back and we got to start right back at ground yeah, one because yeah, yeah. these practices aren't the same that's mm. being practiced in their home. For sure. So I feel mm. like if we provided more support to parents and help parents understand the importance of education and help them become strong support systems, whether that means they go, you know, help them figure out how to go back to school to receive their mm. GED mm. or even if not just a GED, but a bachelor's degree, because we know, right? I mean, the minimum wage is really low. Can't nobody really live off of that. And so, I mean, I'm pretty, I would imagine that a lot of parents are struggling, um, whether it is financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically, like whatever. Um, The school where I am, a lot of our students experience a lot of trauma, um, abuse neglect like all of that and so exactly and so i feel like if we would focus more on parents and provide resources for them to be stronger supports for their children then we would be in a a different place yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so you saying it starts with the parents that's where yeah man i um i think so i i agree uh i I think i I had a question uh, I'm about to say I got a question. How do you reach the parents, though? I mean, like, um, as far as them being receptive to the message you're trying to deliver, or you know, trying to tell them. You know, I'm just thinking about. You know, like I said, I'm from Gary, and I've seen my mom deal with parents, and you know, you got the, you can't tell me what's best for my kid. You can't tell me how to run my household. You know, you know that that parent. Like, how do you reach them? How do you? get them to believe in, 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 you know, what you're trying to pitch and, and, and make that change. Yeah, I believe it's all about relationship. Um, I would like to think that I am a friendly person and um, I like to like build relationships with the parents or whatever, because there's one thing that we have in common. We both want their kid to succeed. And so once we get to a point to, to where the parent understands that I genuinely care about your kid and I want them to succeed, then it builds trust. And so once they trust you, a lot of the parents, they'll do, you could call home and say, my kid did this and yeah. they're going to believe you. Yeah. Whereas if you don't have that relationship, they don't have that trust, then, you know, they have a lot of questions. And even though they know, they know their mm-hmm. kid mm-hmm. is very capable of doing what they've even seen them do it before, but they will argue right. you down. But 
I think it has a lot to do with trust and helping them to see that you yeah. really do genuinely care. I can agree with that. Um, I, when I worked, because I worked at School 29, I was uh, I worked for Midtown, so I was a counselor mm-hmm. at, at School 29, which was an elementary school, IPS. And you're right. I think it's just about, like, I think once they understand that you can speak their language and you're not trying to come at them as some educational professional and, you know what I mean, once you just be like, I can be like, look, Jerome was up here tripping. Mm-hmm. He up here wilding out, you know what I'm saying? And and once you and once they understand, like you're not trying to come over here and like I'm not trying to take over your household. I ain't trying to take your kid. I ain't trying to tell you what to do. You ain't talking above their head. Yeah, I'm not talking above your head. I'm looking coming, down on. I them. can speak your language, but let's do what's best for Jerome. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and man, I'm them parents. They trusted me. Like I mean, a damn near too comfortable at times. I'm like, right. Whoa, hold on now. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm still here to work. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> But I like to share my experience with parents so they can see that yes. I'm not because I know one thing the students when I, I taught high school, um, but I'm an administrator at an elementary. But I remember even in high school, um, the students think that teachers live perfect lives yeah, yeah. and the parents think that as well and they mm-hmm. think because you have a college education you think you white exactly that you have a college education that you're gonna look down on yeah, them or yeah, you know yeah. feel judged yeah, by yeah, you absolutely or absolutely. whatever so I like to share my own personal mm-hmm. experience with them and then I feel like that helps them understand that yes. I really do understand the struggle exactly yeah once they know you understand the struggle and you've had the struggle and you understand it, they can relate. They're exactly. Like, right, cool. You know what I mean? And I mean, I think that's what it, you're right. I, I, I trust is that's number mm-hmm. one. I mean, that's with all of us, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No matter what, I got to feel like I trust you before I even open up or give you opportunity or, you know what I mean? It's exactly. kind of like, yo, I got to feel I trust you. And if a person can't understand where you come from or understand anything you're talking about because they can't relate, it's hard to even just be like, man, I can't talk to this dude. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I don't know where I'm coming from, you know. Right. So, and I think that's probably, do you think that, can you agree that that is like a lot of issues with the educational system not understanding these kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. do you see that happen a lot? Like a lot of teachers come into this not knowing the language or the kid, you know what I mean? Right. I feel like sometimes they forget that they're kids. Um, for example, like, you know, some of the stuff they say to kids because they're late. They don't drive. (laughs) They're not responsible for getting themselves to school every morning. So sometimes I feel like some teachers forget that they're kids. And then also some of them are very judgmental. And a lot of them assume that the parents don't care. Because there was when I was in school, I read somewhere that um, for people of color, um, they feel like educating their child is the school's job so i'm not gonna get into your lane i'm Mm. not gonna get in your business that's your job you take care of my kid while they're at school and i'll take care of them when i'm at home and so people interpret that as this parent doesn't care Mm. when really the parent is thinking you're the professional you take care of you supposed to know what to do why a lot of times we'll get parents say why you calling me y'all know what y'all doing (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) but culturally that's how people think like that's your job yeah and they don't understand that it it really does take a partnership between school and parent to really help kids be successful yeah i think one of the things that the things that i saw in the school system and i i had to explain to this teacher 
So I knew the background of this kid because I worked personally with him and his mm-hmm. family. And um, I remember a little dude, man. I can't remember his name. I, mean, I can see his face right now. But he used to always, when it, he wanted to answer the question, he would always go, ooh, I know, I know, I know. You know, like he would always, <laughs> he, he would raise uh-huh. his hand doing ooh, 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 ooh. And she would, she would, he would get in trouble for it because he's speaking out. Right. So I had to go to her and I said, hey, listen, I know his family. His family's loud. When you want to be heard, you have to speak up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's nothing. It's, he's not being disrespectful. Right. But he's the youngest in his family and he has to speak up to be heard. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, you know, and honestly, black people, we are allowed people when we come together. I said, mm-hmm. you can look at us culturally you can look at you look you can look at us at our religion mm-hmm. go to a black church right the preacher's gonna be talking All and somebody gonna scream out <laughs> go ahead pastor preach <laughs> preach <laughs> and i'm like it's that's how we are as a people mm-hmm. and you kind of have to understand now he should not if you tell him to stop you know you're gonna have to bear with him because he is the kid the smallest kid with the family of five kids he has to speak up to be heard you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and she's like i never thought of it like that right. i'm like yeah but you're punishing him to right. put him in iss and now he you know rather I mean? than being excited that he wants he, to participate exactly exactly so i mean you know we had to, i had to work with him and try to tell him different ways to be able mm-hmm. to because yeah no you can't be blurting out bro but you could do it at home, maybe, but let's try to figure out a different way. Right. And along Cold with the teacher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, man, I think it's about learning that culture. And, and that's hard if you've never experienced it. Right. A, a white kid who wants to get into education, who's lived in Carmel their whole life, and then they come to IPS. Mm-hmm. That's culture shock. Right. Because <laughs> The school ain't going to teach you that. I mean, it was culture shock for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming from me to IPA. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, when I left the classroom um, from North Central and went into administration, I was at a charter school over here on the east side as well. And so it was culture shock. Mm. It was the first time I encountered students who um, felt like they had to have a relationship with you before you deserved their respect. Never seen that before in my life. Like, what? Are you serious? And that's what people kept saying. Oh, these are relationship kids. And I'm like, whatever. I'm an adult. He don't respect me. Weeks later, you know, I was trying to build those relationships. (laughs) That was one of the biggest things I learned when I left the classroom and and went to a charter school over here on the east side. So, yeah, it's definitely important. Yeah, man. Cultural responsiveness, understanding the students and where they come from, and and teaching them that here at school, this is the way you act. Yeah. yeah that yeah. code switching. Yeah, and then you got to mm. battle, like you said, you <laughs> battle with, uh, yeah, remember we had the code switching TC. We never thought of that. Yep. I never thought of it on that level, man. That's kind of yeah. because we had a code switching conversation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, that's a lot of times code switching goes into not only a white per- black person having to code switch around white people. Right. You have to code switch. Right. You know, even just with kids or kids that's, mm-hmm. that's you know, the same culture as you. You know exactly. what I mean? So, yeah, man, that's, that's um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, man, I think, um, I think that's a very good idea getting these relationships with these parents and. Because kids love their parents. Mm-hmm. And if they see your the parents trust you. Right. They're going to trust you. Yep. 
they're gonna be like oh she know my mama for real for real you exactly know I mean? <laughs> and if they always see their parents going against what we say yes. then they gonna play that it's almost like playing mom against dad type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let me ask y'all a question, man. Um, and TC, you might not be able to re- relate because you're from Gary, but maybe. <laughs> Here you go. Now, now I want to know what this question is. No, nah, because a lot of your teachers were probably were black. A lot of yeah. your teachers were probably. Well, you know, in Maryville when you few, went to we school. Had a few white. Yeah, you went to oh, Maryville yeah, too. So, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But let me ask y'all a question. Have y'all ever used the teacher don't like me because I'm black as like an excuse <laughs> why you got in trouble? <laughs> You know what? I have not, but I was in a class with a dude that did, and uh, it was quite hilarious. I, without going into the whole story, man, the 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 guy thought the he thought he was. It was when Tom Green show was like popular, so he thought he was like the black Tom Green. So he would like uh, do all these stupid Tom Green jokes to the teacher and like do pranks on her and whatnot. You know, we kids, mm-hmm. so we we think it's hilarious. And she pissed. Yeah. It was our Spanish class. And she would like yell at him and he like you you don't like me because I'm black and then she like kick him out he like got it she she ended up getting suspended because of him Damn. yeah it it was it was wild like he he pulled yeah. that she don't like me because I'm black and she put me out because of this uh, that and the other and yeah all, yeah it was it was interesting man I know I've used it before man I got a bad grade I'm like she don't like me because I'm black or like <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't say that I've used that man. before. I have used it in my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all do that. <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy, man. Um, let's talk about this book. Uh, how'd you get into wanting to write a book? Tell us about the book and everything. So as I mentioned before, I was a math teacher, so writing was never my thing. <laughs> it's not Even when... So... Um, at one of the schools where I um, was, there was a woman who came in to pitch, you know, her um, proposal for an anti-bullying program at the school. Um, she was also a life coach, and so she was not just telling us about the program she wanted to do at our school. She was also talking about um, what she does outside of that as well. So life coaching, she talked about giving this thing called a DISC assessment a personality assessment to determine what your personality is, whatever, whatever. At that particular time in my life, I was dealing with some things and I started to hear the same thing from multiple people. So then I'm like, okay, now I got to look at myself because Mm if more than one person is saying this about me, then it must be me. So I need Mm -hmm. to, you know, look within. So anyways, long story short, I ended up hooking up with her. We did the disc assessment. She's my life coach. And one of the other things she does is book collaborations. Mm. And so I ended up, she asked me if I wanted to be a part of a book collaboration. And my immediate response to her was like, no, I'm not a writer. Um, And she said, well, just pray about it and let me know. Mm. And so time went by and I had this, I'll call it a God experience. And I decided that it was time for me to share my story. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up letting her know, hey, I do want to participate in that book collaboration. Didn't know what the title of the book was. Didn't mm-hmm. know what topic she wanted me to write on. None of that. Um, so the way she does it is she just gathers people who want to contribute to the book. And everybody writes a chapter. Oh, nice. And mm-hmm. so that's that's how I got involved with writing. And so um, 
in this particular book is called Position to Prosper. And I wrote about my experience sending Brittany off to college. Um, Brittany, for those of you who do not know, is my daughter. (laughs) Um, And so I had her when I was in the 10th grade, two days before I turned 16. And so I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, it felt like a dream. It still does sometimes when I think back on it. I remember when I found out you was you were pregnant. Uh huh. Um, you know, because I hung I I hung around, still real good friends with your baby your baby's father, Brittany's dad, right? Like that, you know, your baby's father. That's <laughs> um, and I remember him telling us. I think I, I can't remember where we were at, but I was like, oh, you know, and back then when you're pregnant in high school, yeah. the world's over, you know, absolutely. I mean? <laughs> the world is over. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So just taking her to college was really different for me. Like it was the first time I'm middle. I am a middle child, so I've never been alone. Like when I was born, I had a sister at the mm-hmm. house. When I moved out of my mother's house, I had Brittany with me. And this was my first time ever being alone. And I realized that I really didn't know who I was, that my life revolved around Brittany. Um, And so it was a scary experience, but looking like it was like I learned so much in that time. So anyways, that's what I wrote the chapter about, about my experience sending her off to college. Cool, man. Um. How was the writing process? Was it easy once you got into it because it was your story? Or? Exactly. Um, so I, the writing process was very easy. One, yes, because it was my story. But I literally woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning on three different nights. And I actually felt like God was just feeding me the words to say. Okay. And so, like, I grabbed my phone and I just start typing everything that was coming into my mind. And so, in three nights, I was done with my chapter. <laughs> so she does this with like wow. multiple people who people who just want to get in and be like, "Yo, here's your chapter." And like, does she do that often? Because that's a, that's a real dope concept. Because yeah. your book will be full of different stories and stuff like that. Right. I don't remember how many books she's done. She's done quite a bit. She's actually doing one right now. Um, but yeah, she and. She gets the people, and once she gets the people, and she prays about, you mm-hmm. know, the title of the book and all of that. Mm-hmm. And she didn't reveal the title of the book to us until we came together for, a, she does a little writer's uh, workshop okay, or whatever. Okay, okay. And so at that workshop is where she revealed the title of the book. That's dope. And at that, by that time, a, mostly everybody already knew what they were going to write about. And it was just amazing how everything just fit together. Her title fit with... You know, the stories that everybody decided to tell. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. It was a good experience. Damn, TC, I got a dope idea, bro. What's that? What's that? Uh, I got to tell you off air. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be giving your ideas away. (laughs) It's a FUBU school, bro. It's the FUBU school. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, um. Yeah, that's dope, man. I love to hear yeah. that. Where can they? Where people can get? Where can they find the book and everything like that? In my trunk. No, I'm just really, you saw oh my God. Them up, sell, sell them was like dope. I have in books my in my trunk. <laughs> so the way the process works, everybody who contributes to the book, they can purchase books at a discounted price and sell them for whatever price they oh, okay, want to okay, sell them for. Sure, okay. But the book is also available on Amazon. Oh, nice. It's okay, called Position okay. to Prosper. Okay. I think that's a cool idea for her to do that. I think that's like a lot of people would, I would read that book, just reading all the mm-hmm. different stories. And, uh, you know, because sometimes like 
you know, I, I'm reading a book now. I've been reading it now for it's been three months and it's kind of getting boring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Usually like like a like when you get a boring book, it's so hard to finish. Man. Right. It's like, damn. But you started it. So you're like, I got to finish it. Mm-hmm. But like if I had, you know, this book with all these different stories, it'd be like, OK, it's a different story. And in, you know, each chapter, I think right. that's pretty dope. Mm. Yeah, man. Chrissy got to give me a book. She said she's supposed to bring yep, one. Yep, I got it in the trunk. Okay. I'm going to give it to you tonight. Cop, cop. Yeah. You know, we, we, we're no stranger to, to selling out the trunk. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? uh, yeah. Um, with that process, is that motivated you to do some more writing? Do you want to do some more? Like, Actually, yes. Um, I want to write um, about my full experience with spiritual transformation that whole entire experience I feel like I went through a transformation coming into myself it sounds crazy because I was a full-blown adult career woman whatever but um I do want to write about that and I so the coach Tamiko Whitaker that's who did the book collaboration um through Authentic Identity Institute she also does coaching certification classes Mm. And so I actually took that course um, and did that workshop to become a certified Christian life coach and a certified human behavior consultant. So um, I call myself a transformation coach because I believe God has given me the ability to kind of help support and guide people through life transitions. So Mm -hmm. whether that's through experiencing a death or divorce or a change in a job or whatever um and so I want to write a book about the transformation process because I feel like a lot of people come to me and they're they might be even experiencing the same thing and we can connect on that and then it helps them to feel like oh okay I'm not crazy (laughs) like this is real what I'm experiencing and just kind of help provide that support and guidance as they go through that process yeah yeah it's interesting because all of us come in full circle you're nonprofit. exactly you know what I mean just working with those parents and then just going to the relationship you're having as in education with the all that stuff seems like it's coming all together that's that's kind of cool yeah that's how I know that I'm definitely walking in the purpose God has for me because it all just when I think about my life experiences like all of it comes together yeah, yeah. it's crazy like when I was going through that like I could look back on things that happened you know as a child and experiences that I've had mm-hmm. and it's like I get it I see why uh, I went through all of that stuff because it put me in a position to be able to relate with the people that I was put on earth to serve yeah yeah TC remember the question we had uh man forget f- forgive me uh D Dowdy Thank you last week for D Dowdy TC. We are bugging out, not even shouting oh, her out man. in the beginning. Man, please check out that episode. Very, very deep episode. I've had conversations with D Dowdy since that episode, and it really, really hurt, helped her and her family. They, It was almost like a therapy session that mm-hmm. they listened to that was able for her to have conversations with her mom and, you know. Um, oh, wow, really? Her, uh, yeah, man, and with her brothers and sisters. So shout out to D Dowdy. Uh, yeah, Dominique, uh, yeah, please check out that episode. That was last week's episode. Sorry about that, uh, D Dowdy. I should have said something in the beginning. Um, but we asked in that episode, we talked about if you can go back and change anything, 
you know, would you would you do that? Like anything in life, would just like would you like I can go back and I'll change that? Was there anything that you would go back? I can't say that there's anything that I would go back and change. Just knowing how the experiences I've had has helped me in different experience that I've had as an adult. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of people would think that I would take back becoming a teenage parent, but I went to college for free. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was my scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> I joke around. I say I should have I should have named her Penelope Grant because, oh yeah, God. I was able to go He's to college. For, I graduated from undergrad with no student loans, not owing any money. That's nice. And that's, that's, that's because, shout yeah. Out, shout out to Brittany. Okay. <laughs> you stupid. Look, I I, yeah. I now have student loans for her. Um, um, yeah, 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 definitely shout out to Brittany who graduated in December from yeah. Tennessee State that's University. What's up. That's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Seeing I haven't seen her, um, of course, as in a you know, mm-hmm. I think I've seen her from afar, but I haven't seen her. The last time I seen her was when she was a, baby, a little kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's it's great seeing her, you know, on a social media on your mm-hmm. page and everything. Wow. As a young lady, it's right. kind of dope. Make me feel, you know, people are like you make me feel old, but exactly. I mean for real though. Yeah. Like I remember her like baby, baby. You right. know what I'm saying? And now she graduating college. You know, twenty three so. years old. That's crazy. Living her adult life. That's mm. what's up, man. Yeah, man. I, I am. I am. It's dope seeing you do your thing and do you. You know, doing what you know, like you said, it feels like God is leading you to do. Absolutely. So, um, my last question, I don't know if TC has anything else, uh, but my last question is, uh, what is your, and I hate this question, but I'm not going to like put it in a, like, what is your future plan? Like, what, 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 what would you say, yo, this is what Christy's going to be doing in five years? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was serious about the FUBU school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And anybody could come to it. I don't care, but it's definitely going to be tailored to meet the needs of people of color. Yeah, um, yeah. I know some people out there that's doing it right now in the process. I should link y'all up, though. You absolutely should. Yeah, that yeah. may be. Look, that's why we here right yeah, now to make yeah. this connection. Hey, shout out to Alicia. I hope she's listening. But uh, oh yeah, I've been in contact with her. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she's supposed to be doing some things with me and TC. What's up, Alicia? <laughs> Stakes is high podcast. You know, we trying to make some moves up in that you know but anyway go ahead right it's definitely not gonna be called the fubu school but <laughs> i when i read that article earlier today i definitely thought about yeah, fubu for, sure, for, for sure, us for by sure. us because i mean when you read that proposal you it's clear that you know they're trying to shut us out for sure which is not anything new this is nah. you know it's been that way yeah. so i feel like there's enough of us who are capable of providing our student our kids the type of education that they need and can be successful. So we need to come together and make that happen for them. Okay. So I don't know how exactly that's going to happen. I don't know the minor details, but I definitely see it. Okay. I definitely believe that education can be the catalyst for change, especially over here on the east side of Indiana. I mean, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. the east side. Um, and so I see the east side flourishing. I see the east side thriving and I know that education is going to be the reason why it is and I know I have a part in it I don't know what that part is I'm just 
trying to make sure that I stay connected with God and I am obedient to what he tells me to do, (laughs) even if it doesn't make sense. (laughs) And so I've really, I've committed my, I committed to just being led by God and whatever, whatever he tells me to do, I'm going to do it. That's what's up, man. I'm ready. Hey, we're here. You know, we'll be here, you know, continuing to be the support system however we can, you know what I'm saying, regardless if it's, if you got something that you want to put out into the, into the world that's on our platform, hey, man, we're here, man. Me and TCS, you know, we we support, you Mm -hmm. know, we support, we support our people, man. So, yeah, man. TC, anything else, brother? I'm good, man. Just, uh, just want to thank you for coming on, you know, talking with us, spreading a little knowledge. And uh, tell us a little bit about the book and, you know, helping us uh, continue on highlighting uh, women in this Women's History Month. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank yes, you sir. for having me. Yes, sir. Man, I, I should have thought of some crazy kid stories I could tell about Christy. I can't even. I can't, uh, <laughs> you ain't got none because I, I wasn't a crazy kid. No, you can't think of so. What I do remember uh, is just Uh-oh. living in Northgate on August yeah. Walk. You yeah, lived man. on one end. I lived on the other. Yeah, man. That, I remember Friday nights. Childhood. Yeah, Friday nights we play high go seek. Meet yeah. at the TP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious, man. <laughs> that 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 those that neighborhood, little neighbor, that shaped a lot of our childhood, man. That was that was that was a good time, man. Right. When, when I think about that, it's interesting though because uh, when I think about it, like none of our parents was home. Nah. They was like working or doing whatever. We was taking care of ourselves, Outside playing. Playing. When nobody fighting. Nah. <laughs> we was just having how, a good time. How old Element, I was elementary. I was elementary like in, justice. While I, while we lived there, I was in second and third grade. Yeah, man, we just be wow. outside. Just we just watched each other. Right. Wow, that's <laughs> it, crazy. Riding our bikes, <laughs> riding to the mall, to yeah, the duck pond. Yeah, yeah, man. Because it was this. Uh, it was like this neighborhood that was just like a big circle, and in the middle of it had this playground, and just like it was just like all the kids, like man. 30 kids out there yeah. just, just yeah. playing. <laughs> but, you, but you know what's crazy to me, man? Um, being up here in the city is something that I've seen. It's like, uh, you know, I see like little mobs of kids just out like down Michigan Ave, just out downtown, just chilling by themselves. No parent. Like, I couldn't come, I couldn't come <laughs> downtown Chicago by myself as a kid. Like, no way. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, yeah. like that was, that was like a high school privilege. I mean, I'm talking yeah. these kids like, Middle school to elementary, and I'm like, who with these kids? How y'all get down here? It's by themselves, man. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah, man. Yep, those were the days, man. That was uh, we learned a lot in them days. Things we probably shouldn't have learned, but you know what I mean. We, <laughs> we was getting it. <laughs> oh man, all right, we all survived. Yeah, man. Well, I think you know if we really look back at that group of people, honestly. I don't I can look back at that group and I can pretty much say everyone in that group is cool, mm-hmm. ain't all drugged out, ain't in prison. Honestly, I could like right. everybody I can think about right now in that group of people right. that live in that neighborhood, they straight. Absolutely. Regardless if they work in a factory or everyone pretty much, you know, kind of from what I know as far as right. like, you know, they all everybody good. Right. Hey, we need to do a like a, a throwback Northgate 
reunion. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 meet oh, at man. the TP. Yeah, I wonder if that's at, still there. I was there because I, you know, I used to work at that fire station uh-huh. right by there. Yeah, it's still there. The draft and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh man. I remember when it used to flood. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And we'd be playing in playing that dirty, the mud, nasty ass water. mud. We <laughs> like, <laughs> swimming in it. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no telling was in there. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, everybody. Christy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for finally. Kim, thank you for, you know, putting that idea in my head. And uh, Christy, thank you for coming on and, you know, giving us, like TC said, giving us some background and continuing this, this movement that we're doing for this month. So um, come back. Come back sometime soon. Or Absolutely. Again in the when I get sometime. my other book done. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep. All right, TC man. Um, yeah, man. Remind me to tell you about that idea, man. I got something right. for us to. I think Christy sparked something real quick. But uh, oh, hey, man, where where can they find? Where can they find us, <laughs> brother? Yeah, at Stakes is High Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, please shoot us an email at TexasHighPod at gmail.com. Chia, Christy, Chia. you want to give your social where they can find you and all that good stuff? Yes, my website is ChristyJonesTransforms.org. Yeah, and we will have that uh, tagged in our description and everything. So, yeah, please go check out Christy. And um, she didn't get that social media. So, um, oh, Christy Jones on at Facebook. Okay. Yeah, no, it's is. I do have Instagram. It's but she ain't telling y'all. <laughs> I do use it, but you know I'm not all. I'm not yeah. into social media that much. Look, yeah. I need to hire my own kid to, there you go. Yeah, to market look, yeah. and advertise for me. But. Um, yeah, on Instagram is K underscore Mac two fifteen K Mac two fifteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 we'll t- I'll tag you on everything, all that stuff. <laughs> you know, I gotta keep stuff private because kids be finding you, oh, especially administrators. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, uh, <laughs> I get messages all the time. Hey, Miss Jones. Miss Jones is out there twerking. <laughs> dealing. Oh, man. <laughs> oh man. All right, man. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, please tune in to uh, our past episodes. Uh, like them, repost them, share them with your people. Um, you know, we're going to try to keep this content going. Stakes is High Podcast. Peace. Peace.